0: My functionality in dealing with uh, technology right now is kind of like the same as Cable dropping his cube.
1: oh my like, god were you glad the cube was back i kind of was I, I, I,
0: I, that was one of the few things i got really excited about okay one thing that i am really excited about with this episode is that mr sinister like honestly okay,
1: he's amazing he it. shows
0: this episode we is need like to
1: start we keep we need to start the show we keep doing this like okay. why are we talking about the episode and not i don't
0: know let me, let me just state right now for everyone okay. to know that here you can start it right here if you want okay. just so everyone knows mr sinister is the only reason to watch this episode that's it all right okay. bye everyone you can shut off the episode now
1: <laughs> you can just turn off the podcast right now we don't even need to introduce it we don't need to say who we are or what this show actually nope. is um well yeah I-, I don't know i think we should record it anyway and also okay. i'm maddie
0: also i'm mr sinister i'm the one that like showed up and was absolutely fantastic in this episode that was me
1: and that's what you're gonna do in this episode of the podcast which by the way is a podcast where we review every adaptation of the x-men ta-da, ta-da. welcome to the show back when we were young weeks before-
0: This is one of those episodes that, I mean, I enjoy recording these episodes with you, Maddie, so I have a fun time no matter what, but it's just kind of like, what the fuck was this episode? Like,
1: <laughs> you know. know what I mean? I and it's was a- watching it, and, and there were definitely some moments when I was like, this is a little bit too much of a chore to watch, but... Yeah. then every now and then the episode would kind of throw me something good like there'd be a fun mr sinister moment the voice actor for mr sinister having a lot of fun with that voice and like the nasty boys were back like those guys but yeah i don't know it there wasn't a lot to um,
0: it. so yeah i mean the fact that the nasty boys show up made me really happy because <laughs> okay so just so you all know um and I'm, I'm about a month behind in comics well you skipped
1: ahead to read uh, House of X, right? Or
0: I, oh wait, no, you're right. I did skip a little bit, but I haven't read the the new. Oh no, no, no! I didn't read House of X. Sorry, you're getting me all confused. I'm finishing Age of X Men right now. Oh, oh uh, okay. And during that whole time period in Uncanny X Men, they just went and murdered a bunch of people, including like the Nasty Boys and the marauders just for no real good reason but i think in house of x they all came back to life anyway so it didn't really matter but like i was really i was generally really mad because i was like i haven't seen the nasty boys in a comic since like maybe the early 2000s and they brought them back just to do a panel of them being dead and i was like no these guys are fantastic and they deserve more so that's i don't know all. if
1: they're back again yet but I suppose they could be. House of X is a really trippy comic, so... Yeah,
0: I know. There's some crazy shit going on with Moira McTaggart in there.
1: Yeah, it, it could be kind of fun, like, for our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with the comics to at least check out House of X, because it's I really think weird. It's, well, I think it's going <laughs> to
0: set up sort of... Well, people... You know what people were saying? They've been comparing it a lot to Grant Morrison's run on New X-Men, where it was just super weird and very different, and people weren't ready for it but then it turned out to be really good so we're kind of hoping it's steering in that direction
1: but I I also feel like the tone of it so far I haven't read the second issue yet I've read the Moira spoiler that you shared with me which sounds crazy so I guess I'll read that and see how it plays out Listen
0: listeners if you guys are (laughs) reading the comic books tell us what you think about the Moira situation without because we're trying very hard not to spoil it but like if you're reading it like mail us at thebutanages at gmail.com and tell us what you think because like I kind of feel like it makes it a much more difficult story for her now, but it also might work. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, let's, let's talk about this episode.
1: I have some fun facts about this episode that I can share. Uh, so okay. while I was watching it, I was thinking about how, and we can talk about previously on the X-Men in a second, but we just watched these one man's worth episodes, this two parter, which is also like a time travel thing about Bishop and the X-Men and alternate timelines. And those episodes, apparently the script for them was written before the age of apocalypse comics came out and then i was watching this episode and i was like this is also apocalypse stuff like what was this also written before the age of apocalypse comics came out or later or what Uh, So, so
0: what did you find out
1: so this episode first aired on november 4th 1995 and the Age of Apocalypse comic books started in January of 95. So like those comic books were already coming out at that point and like had been for several months. And supposedly the script for One Man's Worth was written a year before that. One Man's Worth also first aired in 1995. I don't know the exact month because I didn't write that down, but like, you know, before November, but after the Age of Apocalypse comic books were already like out. So it's just that the script for that those episodes were written before and then I guess that script was like going around in comic book writing circles and then comic book writers were like let's write a storyline that's inspired by this and then I think that storyline was the Legion going back in time and killing Xavier because those were like the preview uh, comics before yeah, Age of okay. Apocalypse that like started that timeline. Yeah. I think. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's the inspiration that they took from One Man's Worth because it was like as far as I could tell the closest thing that I was like I guess I could see how that Could have been the inspiration, because at least it's about going back in time and killing Xavier. Right. So, like, that makes sense. But what I couldn't figure out and just don't know is when these episodes were written. Were these episodes also written during that same time period? Were they actually written at the same time as the Age of Apocalypse comics? I'm guessing the latter. Like, it seems like... During that time, comic book writers and the writers of the show were just in such tight communication that they were able to be airing episodes that were roughly following issues of the comics that had just come out or were, like, about to come out, which is actually pretty crazy when you think about it, because that's not even a thing that media is doing now. Yeah. Like, we aren't on that level at all. Like, the live-action Marvel movies, obviously, they take forever to make, but, like they're not even close to caught up with like where the comics are you know what i mean like i don't know i I just well but also
0: i also feel like that's a hard comparison to make because they're not doing it like the strict order that these comic books were released right they're just kind of releasing them and they're taking
1: right and they have their own universe right and And there's also
0: some changes they made you know specifically when you think of age of ultron right and it's like Hank Pym created him, not Tony Stark and Bruce Banner. So it already is kind of like it's a weird other universe, but they, I I don't know.
1: It's just interesting to me. Like, there's certainly examples of, like, things that are happening in the comics now that I would think of as being way ahead of where the TV shows and movies that we see are, but that isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just, like, for whatever reason, that's the way that media is right now. But in 1995... Both of those things were pretty much in tandem. Like the show isn't doing the exact same thing as the the comics were, but like the fact that you could get Age of Apocalypse comics and then watch the show like a few months later and have it be like, oh, yeah, this is very similar to the comic books I just read. Like, that's actually kind of cool. And right, right, right. So that's what audiences in 1995 were doing, apparently. And the other fun fact about this is that these four episodes in this storyline we just started, which is called um, Beyond Good and Evil, is they were supposed to originally have been the final four episodes of season four. And they were also supposed to be the end of the animated series, full stop. But Fox liked the show. And so they paid for more episodes to be made. And that's why season five exists. And it's also why season five has different animators Because I'm Uh, sure you remember season five. Yes, season five
0: animation is awful. Yeah. So,
1: (laughs) and also, like, isn't that the season that's not good? Probably because no one planned for it to exist, and like. Uh, Uh, not not
0: that the release of this season made any kind of sense because the release dates were all over the fucking place yeah
1: and that was the other mystery i was trying to solve that i can't solve so like everybody knows by this point because we joke about it all the time that ryan and i have had to pirate the episodes of x-men the animated series that we're watching because it's not available publicly anywhere at least for now probably because of the rights issues with the x-men at the time we're recording this so like the pirate versions that we have i don't know if they're mislabeled or what the labeling is based on like we're just watching them in the order of like this person who uploaded these files and i but have here's no the thing, idea though. what it's based on but everything like,
0: else we have watched in all the other seasons have been uploaded correctly but everyone's also saying that this is that they were aired out of order also so i think right
1: I, exactly i think
0: we are watching it in the order that it was aired and i think that's why it's in the the lineup that it is. That's what I I think. That is my theory.
1: I think so too, but I can't figure that out. And I've also read different things online about how like certain episodes were actually supposed to be part of season three, like episodes that are in season four and like
0: Nightcrawler I think was one of those.
1: Yeah. And I think the one where uh, Wolverine is losing his shit because he's looking at like his Weapon X pass and stuff. <laughs> I think that okay. episode Wait. was also supposed to happen. I love earlier. that episode,
0: by the way. That is one of my favorite episodes because it's just the four of them screaming my memories for a yeah, full twenty yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that episode, episode is so good.
1: I forget what it's called, but you know what I'm talking about. I, I was just it's like hole, Weapon X
0: lies in a videotape.
1: <laughs> yes, that one. That one. Yeah. Anyway, those were all the facts I could glean about this episode when it was written, why it was written.
0: Well, that's good job. It. Thank you for doing all the research Uh, I'm glad you did that today (laughs) Now Um,
1: unfortunately we have to talk about the episode Which is not that interesting No and also
0: okay, You can cut this out but you can just I want to let you know that I went to open my notes And apparently I just closed out of it without saving So I ain't got no notes I'm just going to wing it
1: Oh my god, that's really funny. Why did you not say that? I it? mean, and Maddie's just gonna go,
0: I'm not gonna cut that out of the episode, I'm that's not, because that's
1: hilarious. it's funny. Um, my okay. mutant
0: power is to delete the notes that I've taken already, so I have to just do everything from memory.
1: I think it'll come back to you. I mean, there's not a
0: lot of that going on in this there's episode, so there's so little
1: going on and there was so much just really boring dialogue that didn't need to be there, unfortunately. Like, I would write down a line and be like, that wasn't even... that didn't advance the plot at all. Like, a character just spoke for no reason. That happened Oh, a lot.
0: my god. Anyway, all right. So, okay, I, first my of all... My
1: first <laughs> note is the sentence, this is going to be an apocalypse episode, isn't it? Damn it. That's the yeah. first thing I wrote, which bodes well. So,
0: okay, hold on. So, here's my theory. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, no. Okay, it's not, because I was gonna say, maybe since this is supposed to be the end of the whole series and it's not but what they had planned to i think it might be all the return of all the villains but i might yes. be wrong about that except i know i'm wrong because Megido has a two part episode in here somewhere that i think was supposed to come out before these episodes mm-hmm. that's all about asteroid army yeah yes so that is a whole thing that we have to get to also we do we been do previously on the x men is can. that relevant
1: i guess i'll just also add that since this episode and all the the other three were intended to air at the end of the season. Obviously, Magneto's Asteroid M stuff was supposed to air originally before this. So right. that makes logical sense. Anyway, previously on the X-Men, Apocalypse is a super-powered mutant... who who has too many powers he's too many powers he has his motivation is that he wants to kill
0: everyone for no real good reason he just wants everyone dead but doesn't really explain why also in the last episode bishop and his sister char travel back in time multiple times to save xavier from blowing up in a building because somebody else from the future is also trying to kill xavier before xavier grew up and like made any kind of political I don't know, like the resistance traction.
1: or allegiance. At all. yeah, yeah, And
0: apparently him dying just leads to the apocalypse. I don't know. I don't buy it, but anyway, so basically he gathered, uh, an alternate universe storm and Wolverine to run around into the past with him. And then, once when that was fixed, Storm will back to normal, but Bishop went back to his future, but apparently, like, that's a problem, because we just see him jump into the portal at the end.
1: Yeah, that uh, happens in this episode. Right. Um,
0: also, in previous episodes, we've had time travel from Cable, yes. who is Jean Grey and Scott Summer's son. I don't even remember what he did anymore except well fuck Wolverine in that one episode. I really just don't remember anything else he's done. So <laughs> He's
1: just body sliding in and out and Yeah, and body sliding and
0: saying something about the leader, I don't know. I don't so, know
1: either. Like he basically just shows up, is sexy and leaves. Like that's all Cable really does as a character, which is not the worst thing. It's not it's not the worst character trait to have. No,
0: it's not. And I think Bishop and Cable did meet briefly. And they were both coming back in time to run yes. around and scream about time travel. And it looks like we're setting up to do that again, except now it, all the yet, previous though, villains yeah. are here. I don't know. So.
1: Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. So the first title card that we see in this episode says Cairo, 3,999 AD. So I just didn't
0: even care at that point. I was like, like, here we go 2, again.
1: 2,000 years from now. So, like, it's Far fucking away. Also,
0: Apocalypse is still alive and he's still on his fucking bullshit. It's so stupid
1: so but we don't see apocalypse yet i just knew that it would be him because it says we're in cairo and apocalypse is always hanging out there and there's pyramids and a spaceship and shit like that so like that's what we see and then we see a bunch of characters who are in shadow and they're running through the woods and one of them is revealed to be cable but he's like old now except he's not like two thousand years old he's just like kind of old so he's like time traveled there i guess then he sees he reaches this big castle slash pyramid building and then his son tyler who's an adult now or at least like 20 or 30 something looking now um, yeah. runs up to him and Cable and Tyler have this little brief conversation where they're talking about how oh for over 5,000 years the world has had to put up with Apocalypse's brutalities and I was like in my head doing the math and being like has it been 5,000 years it's only been like 3,000 I don't know but it doesn't okay. matter it's been thousands of
0: years and apparently Apocalypse is just walking around just terrorizing people and that's what he's been doing for 3,000 years
1: or however many thousands of years it's debatable and so then they're like we're gonna finally stop him and then these other characters show up who allegedly at least according to wikipedia have been in previous episodes with cable but i don't think we ever bothered to say who they were so there's boke who's the yellow robot guy oh that's his name okay mm -hmm. there's garrison kane who's the guy with the silver arms and then there's a black lady and a white lady who are hope and don silk
0: which is funny that one of their names is hope i know right it's like because this (laughs) is Twenty years ago, thirty years ago, and it was a
1: different character named Hope who ran around. Who with ran cable. with cable?
0: I know, but and this one looks quick, like Grace Jones. The,
1: yeah, she looks like Grace Jones. He's a flat top. She's clearly inspired by Grace Jones. Like, I mean, that, I think she's style. supposed to
0: be Grace Jones. I think, I think that's so literally too. what's supposed or, to be or happening. it's really
1: just that, like, this is the fashion that was popular in the seventies and eighties. So, like, that's the look that she has. <laughs> it was just um, Grace Jones it's that as well. So, like, it just was really funny to me because I was like, Hope is here, and I was expecting that to make any goddamn sense to me and then i was like oh there's just another character okay no but i
0: was looking at the future episodes of this four-partner apparently rachel summers is there which i don't remember or karma
1: either but i guess yeah they were like see
0: no because they i was looking at they're like featuring cameos of and there were like 25 fucking characters i was like wait what i don't remember any of that so
1: I don't really remember this episode at all, to be honest, but it doesn't really matter. So apparently, these characters were in a previous uh, Cable thing, and I'm sure we just referred to them as like He-Man looking characters. Because, right? And, like, and, you know, it doesn't matter. Do. It
0: doesn't. I don't think it even matters here. So they it go doesn't. inside the pyramid, right? So they and all they go, go inside the
1: pyramid. Yeah, and like there's this scene where Boke and Cable and Tyler are walking down a hallway, and Boke is the robot, and he walks so fucking loudly that I was like laughing really hard because they're like <laughs> sneaking down the hallway, and Boke is like. Fff, fff, like, okay, but
0: honestly, like, there's a scene later where Apocalypse shows up and they're like, who ordered you to do this? And Apocalypse is like, stomp, 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 stomp. <laughs> it's so me! Hard. You know, I just yeah, tell, yeah.
1: there's like some really intense sound design in this episode that like, was very noticeable to me.
0: It's I think it's something to do with Cable, because remember that episode with Archangel and how... Cable was just hiding in a bookcase. Like, just weird shit happens when he's around. I don't know. Like, is this what they do in the future? Is they stomp around to be sneaky and hide in bookcases? I... I couldn't I think it's fucking that, tell you, and
1: I think it's also just that like the sound designers on the show just get really trigger happy with the like futuristic. I mean, honestly, effects. Maddie, if
0: you had this job, you would be too.
1: I know. Okay, so then my next note is that Cable's cube makes its grand return in this scene. Because, and you were like, so excited. I was so excited. But doesn't he like so immediately glad.
0: drop it? He pulls it out. He's like, "I need a map," and it gives him the map, and then <laughs> he, he just like drops it. The it. Next
1: scene. He drops it in the next scene. Don't worry, I'll get to that. Okay. So like, first, what happens is they see this huge like it's a stone cube not cable's cube a different really fucking huge cube yeah or no it's just a door the cube is later sorry and they can't get past it and so then cable asks his cube which is a computer how to get past it Dude, it's it's basically navi press on the snake and then cable like makes a joke about hating snakes and i was like is this just indiana jones right now like what is i i I don't know
0: what's happening but i do think it's funny he's got like his video game ai helper whatever the fuck it is it's like navi basically helps
1: him out and he presses on the snake and then this huge stone cube like nearly falls on him and destroys him and he like barely manages to roll to the other side of it but he's like separated from everybody else
0: and he's like whatever he's like don't want to walk into any traps and he immediately steps into a trap like immediately and then he drops his cube
1: yes okay so then the reason he drops his cube is because Apocalypse stomps in insanely loudly, as Ryan described, and is, like, <laughs> talking, and I didn't fucking write any of it down. And they I start okay. fighting.
0: Oh, so, listen, we are not. We don't need to quote Apocalypse. He's I so refuse. fucking boring. I, there are people who love Apocalypse and respect if you like him, but I just find him so fucking boring. He just sits there and monologues, like... I don't even nobody cares. His motivations make no sense. So I I have so much trouble giving a shit about this character that's supposedly like a huge part of the Marvel universe. I know, you know?
1: it's one of one of our many flaws on this show is how much we hate Apocalypse. Arguably, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so Cable drops his cube, and Apocalypse immediately takes it, picks which it is up, a- and hilarious. Which
0: by the way, he he puts it against himself, and I guess it just absorbs into his body. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he puts and I was it into
1: like, his arm. Like it's normally in Cable's arm, and Apocalypse just picks it up and puts it into his own arm and i'm like is this 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 doesn't even make sense
0: to me because apocalypse has all these mutant powers and i guess he just absorbed the cube and just obtained the mutant power of time travel i don't know
1: Uh, apparently so anyway because then
0: because then he's sitting there okay here's the only thing i can take away from apocalypse is that he's standing there and he's monologuing about how fucking like sad and boring it is that he's killed so many people that it's just gotten like too boring for him now yeah, and it's like and he's
1: basically like I've been fighting for thousands of years why haven't I triumphed like what am I doing I didn't even bother writing it all down. he's basically having an existential crisis like at cable which but, is like also kind I mean, the, of the, funny but like most Cable weird. also doesn't
0: give a shit he's yeah. like yeah I'm still going to kill you dude like yeah
1: so he tries to kill him but apocalypse has already like teleported away into nothingness and yeah. so cable shoots open the stone cube behind him and apparently that was easy and he could have done that all along and I know and and like, like
0: everybody's just fucking standing there by the yeah. way they, it's not like they were trying to get him out or anything they're just like yeah, standing
1: they were trying to get him out but they couldn't do it because only cable has a gun that's okay strong but then enough cable has that. like
0: a fucking meltdown he's like he
1: took the cube My and computer. now i can never time travel ever again
0: and i was like what what is happening Cable Why are you being such a baby right now Like honestly maybe if you just held on to the cube Instead of just yeah, like, like walking it and tripping And dropping the
1: fucking ground, And then like dude?
0: left it there for Apocalypse <laughs> to pick up
1: Yeah it was absurd But really funny And like <laughs> I one of the lines Cable has here Is what really bothers me is that he didn't finish me off Which I started laughing at Because I immediately because it's interpreted it so as sexual Like
0: yeah. it's like oh he didn't finish blowing me And it's like I've is like- that why you Brought down the wall over here so you could get a blowjob from him apocalypse because that honestly seems like it might hurt
1: yeah it's just funny and so then it cuts away and we see a flashback to basically the entirety of the previous one man's worth episode that we just fucking saw it's yep. it's like may 11th 1959 we get to see fitzroy draining xavier's okay, life so energy. you know
0: what's really funny is that i just started fast forwarding at this point because it's like i don't need to watch the time travel scene that i watched twice already in two it's like episodes
1: literally them buying time like it's like a full four minutes of i the, know but the only thing is that it's scenes. in black and white and
0: that's the yeah. only difference but it's the entire sequence again and it was Why like "Why
1: is it in black and white is that just like a weird stylistic choice i don't know like, and then, and then we see the storm and wolverine
0: like be like if we could only remember how much we loved each other and then there's like that moment and then xavier's like i don't know yeah, fucking xavier and like you know i don't know
1: yeah and then and then bishop hops into the time portal and then the screen goes back to color finally and we stick with bishop for uh, the next couple scenes so then right. bishop finally gets to forge's lab 2055 ad and shard and Forge are like well, not here he comes well. except that bishop like can't exit the time machine Wait, for it's some really reason. funny to me
0: though because there's a scene i mean he's standing there he keeps yeah. on trying to walk through it, but he like cut, keeps falling down and it's yeah. like what shards just happen? like why can't he walk through the door and Forge's basically just like there's something know. wrong with the temporal like <laughs> alignment of the DNA. I don't know what the fuck he was saying. Yeah, and then, he just
1: says some sci-fi bullshit, and ultimately his conclusion is like, I don't know why. He can't he just can't. <laughs> it's not working. And so and then
0: Bishop just <laughs> falls backwards into yes. what looks like the fucking rainbow road from Mario yeah, Kart. It, yeah, uh, and
1: then he's like falling for a thousand millennia, and Apocalypse is also there, like laughing. Oh wait, in I the forgot spiral. about that
0: part! <laughs> wait, that's so funny though. It's like he's he's basically screaming and dying, and then Apocalypse is also spinning out of control, but laughing maniacally and it's like well What
1: It was definitely the part of the episode where I was like, I should have been high for this, but I wasn't. And it was already too late for that. So then Bishop lands on top of Rainbow Road. And in the distance, he sees this weird metal ball that's like made out of weird electronic garbage. And it basically
0: looks like an anime opening.
1: Yeah. And it looks like just this weird distant metal planet that's just like sitting there. It looks like some Evangelion shit. I don't even know. And so then this other random character named Bender just starts laughing at Bishop from the background and like he isn't a character that's from anything. This character is like later revealed to be an actual character from Marvel Comics. But as far as I can tell, this Bender character is like not from anything other than this episode. It, yeah. It, so he's no,
0: no, no. He is somebody. I had to look it up because he's
1: Immortus, I think. But they're he reveal is. It but later. they're gonna reveal
0: that later, which means like we're just gonna have to it fucking wait. It doesn't fucking
1: matter. For now, he's like a wacky character who's familiar with this weird time stream area that bishop is stuck in but like not that familiar with it and not helpful so he just teleports around taunting bishop and bishop keeps chasing him and being like give me some answers and bender doesn't give him any answers and is like he's kind, kind of like of a freak a of...
0: character yeah
1: he has like a funny voice and stuff and is like kind of a mad hatter type so basically. here's the
0: deal when I was rewatching this right now, and this is going to mean nothing to you right now, but it will later at the end of the season. So I was sitting here and I was like, who is this character? I had to look it up and I figured out who it was. And I was like, okay, sure. We'll find out that in a couple episodes, but in the Generation X film, there is a character who acts almost exactly like this. He doesn't look like this character, but he does go into, like, a weird little rainbow world at road astral plane thing that looks like this, and he acts like this character. And I just Googled it to see when these two things came out. And the Generation X film came out, like, a year after this episode aired. Okay. So I, I kind of wonder, because it's a totally original character in the Generation X film, so it's kind of like... Well, did they just base it off this guy? Because it really seems like it. Like this whole scene seemed very similar, to familiar to me, so.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, I yeah. Would totally buy that too because it seems like, obviously the live action films did it. It seems like a lot of people just watched these shows this specific show and based on what's actually really funny it.
0: is the first x-men film there are parts of that that's based off of the, Gen- the generation x film
1: oh that's fun
0: <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna see that there's like a dream machine that looks like the thing that magneto spins around him to mutate people yeah so i don't know all right. anyway, i'm sorry anyway doesn't so,
1: matter so that's this character and eventually he's like there's the place where time travelers always pass through, and Bishop's like, "Cool, I'll go that way." And then Bender's like, "We're going on a trip. How exciting!" And then, before well, that's they- not his
0: voice. His voice is like, "He's like, we're going on a, a, trip. a trip. Here we go. We're gonna go. We're gonna flip around." And it's like, yeah, okay, it's,
1: it's annoying. I, I found him annoying. Anyway, whatever. So as <laughs> they're like doesn't find him down- annoying? <laughs> as they're walking down Rainbow Road, this random glowy screen like pops up out of nowhere with like images on it, and like. Shows itself in front of Bender and Bishop. And then somebody I don't know which Of them shouts someone's playing with time And then yeah. Bishop starts Shooting at the screen okay which is
0: Funny Fun, because I was like funny. what was I was like Bishop what are you even Doing it's,
1: it did seem in character For him though because it's like it's I know Bishop. I
0: agree he's just like he just is like A portal it's like, it's like a door Or a portal I don't fucking know what he thought it was like a Rift he just starts shooting at it even though he wants To go there so I don't know what he was shooting well, at
1: Okay so what he's shooting at is because it Shows on the screen Gene and Scott's wedding and then it shows mr sinister arriving there and as soon as mr sinister shows up on the screen bishop starts shooting because he's like oh, it's mr sinister <laughs> like he's basically like the equivalent of someone like seeing something on tv, on TV and, and being shooting scared it. of it and being like oh no the train's coming right towards me like that's bishop, <laughs> like, that's bishop is happening. kind of
0: an idiot and it's really too bad because he's one of the few black characters on the show I thankfully know. we have storm and storm is fucking fantastic but it's just Bishop like, God. is so
1: dumb. At this point, I've just accepted that that's his character, is that he's just a total ditz, and I've just moved on with my life. I mean, so have so, like, so I. After that happens, Bender sh- says, You can't kill time, silly. Don't okay, you like these people? Okay, I liked that line, though. Yeah, I thought that was funny. And then Bishop doesn't really answer his question, and instead just goes, Anybody who can get me out of here will be my friend for life. And then there's a long pause, and then Bishop goes, Don't everybody volunteer at once. And I'm like, You're talking to one person. Person one person who who's clearly crazy he doesn't know how to get out and doesn't he's also been like i've been trapped in here for
0: a, i know he's like i've been here for a thousand years i'm going crazy i don't know you tell me am i crazy am i crazy we're like okay whoa yeah, and bishop
1: is like okay cool help me get out of here and it's like dude i don't think you're gonna get straight I, answers. If, 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 from this listen guy. if this guy
0: has been trapped here for a thousand years he's not gonna like be able to be like okay i can get out now because you're here sorry yeah whatever. whatever anyway so
1: so then we get to watch gene and scott's wedding again
0: again this again, is a different wedding actually
1: is a different wedding it's not at first i actually thought it was the same one again but then as time goes on i realized like oh everyone's acknowledging no. that they're doing this for the second time they're like second time's the charm really, honestly, the X-Men, can we can we like, just say,
0: the x-men must be really good friends if they went to their friend's wedding and then like that became a shit show and then yep. like a couple months later they're like hey can we have a full blown wedding, complete like a full completely? It's not like and like they did a the small wedding. Same
1: outfits again, right? I know, right? but they like, like invited even more weird... people this time, and it's
0: yeah. like let's just do an even bigger wedding this time. And it's sort of like the X Men must be good friends for being like, all right, we have to tolerate right. Jean and Scott getting married yet again, <laughs> and like you yeah. know,
1: it's a lot. So like, there's all these shots of like everybody walking down the aisle, Storm and Rogue in the bridesmaid dresses blah 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 jubilee whispers weddings are so totally cool and gambit goes that all depends on your point of view share and then there's like a <laughs> cut away to logan just scowling like it's the worst day of his life yeah and also then-
0: morph is there
1: is he? I yeah, didn't he see was, him there. He was, oh, it was it was
0: like lined up. Well, he should have been sitting next to Logan, but Logan was too busy like jerking it to Jean there, so that didn't happen. So, but yeah, it goes Logan and
1: crying while watching know, Jean I mean, get married.
0: Honestly, that sounds like the kink that Wolverine would be into. But whatever. <laughs> much, yeah. Uh, but the lineup was Wolverine, Gambit, Jubilee, and then Morf was next to Jubilee.
1: Gotcha. That makes so, sense. Yeah. So then we cut away to the reception. The wedding happened successfully. Nobody interrupted it yet. And Storm and Bees say all these okay. lines about how happy Dude. they are. I Wait. Didn't also, write it down. also,
0: so there's that scene where Gene and Scott. You know how like people do the thing where they feed each, feed other, each cake other cake and they, yeah, they kind of the get thing. it like on their face a little bit. Like yep. Jean and Scott just miss it entirely, and they it's just like really rub funny. it sexually like all over their face. And it's just like okay. okay.
1: And then Logan walks up to them, and he's like. Pops his claw and he goes, if you don't make her happy, don't let me find out. And then he cuts himself a huge slice of cake, but then doesn't Doesn't take the cake with him. He, it's I like such that out I was like is he just cutting up the cake To like threaten them but I think he's then... cutting up
0: the cake to be like look I could cut you up just like this cake but you right. know what It's just it's Wolverine back on his like Emo bullshit and you're like Logan Calm down I love Logan but you have to admit that He's got some extreme he's
1: So intense in this episode yeah. So then Scott just picks up the slice of cake that Logan Cut like silently and hands it to Xavier Which was really funny to me and Xavier <laughs> Just quietly takes it I
0: didn't even see that okay but can we talk <laughs> about the next scene though where they're like it's Jean throwing the bouquet right yes
1: yes it's like
0: every- it's like such a i laughed so hard at this and i have to do it because i have okay. to but okay. so she throws it and everybody like is out there all the x-men and all these other women we've never seen before mm-hmm. and the person who catches it is rogue and then immediately everything goes silent and it goes real close to her face as she looks away and some shadow takes over she goes oh what good does this do me then? <laughs> and we're like, Rogue, oh what the God. fuck did... Like, Rogue and Logan are just... I love these two characters so much because they're, they're just... they're
1: on one Aunt in Warren. this episode. Like, that-
0: okay, if Warren was there, like, all three That'd of them would just hilarious. be pretty... Like, they would have been us in high school at the high school prom where everybody's dancing and all three of us are, like... Sitting in the sidelines
1: like, being like, yeah. look at these normies. I- I'm not happy and I've never experienced happiness before you know, and I, I- never I- will. For the
0: sake of Rogue and Logan and Warren, I hope that they do step in Because let me tell you, once when I finally got over my fucking teenage anxiety of being like, I'm too cool to dance, you know what, it's really great and I love having a good party, so... You yeah, know well,
1: Logan has been alive for 10 billion years, and he still hasn't figured that out, but there might still be hope for Rogue. <laughs> I don't know. I anyway, don't know. so then there's a new scene. I don't know why we're watching the entire fucking wedding, by the way. The next scene we watch is Beast and Gambit attaching cans to the back of the getaway car. And I know. then we get to see the couple exiting the church while everyone throws rice at them. Like, they animated basically every single part of the wedding. I yet. think
0: they were just like, they had a budget, and they just were like, let's do the wedding right this time. I don't know. But you know what's really funny is they get in the car and they leave and Storm goes... I'm just very thankful that this time around nothing horrible happened and then immediately there's a huge flash Jean screams is kidnapped and the car is like toppling over and everyone's screaming it's like Storm yeah, it's like, why, Storm, did, you why did you say anything you at all say
1: anything. so like Jean screams that she doesn't get kidnapped yet she does in a second and the car like spins around and so then Logan runs up along with the other X-Men and grabs Jean who's apparently passed out suddenly like both Scott and Jean just have fainted and they're in the car and right. Logan just starts screaming while grabbing Jean's face and then beast goes as practical jokes go this seems a bit excessive and again it's like
0: i don't fucking do this he's like i can't create yeah, portals just like, asshole what the fuck
1: is going on and then xavier shows up and is like i shut the defensive perimeter down for the wedding and i was like why dude why did why? you do
0: that okay you know okay here's why because xavier is he's famous for putting guns in the ground and things that blow up so if you just show up to the xavier's institute when it's you know like the defense is up you're just gonna get shot to death like fucking like guns come out of the ground and shoot yeah, you dude that's like, true.
1: and so if they want to invite the public to the wedding okay, they did have to listen, shut everything there's down apparently around. a
0: fucking monorail underneath there too so i don't know
1: uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, well, but anyway, because of that, the Nasty Boys have been able to teleport into this random-ass tower that's in the background of the mansion, where I don't even know where they are. I don't are, know where they are! <laughs> but they are shooting at everybody from this tower. And by shooting, I mainly just mean Ruckus is using his scream power to like scream well, okay. at everybody. Also,
0: Vertigo has now officially joined the Nasty Boys, which I think is interesting. And we can talk about that later in politics, but...
1: Yeah, it's fun. She's there. She's making everybody dizzy and fall down. So you show the wedding dust falling down. Gorgeous George is there. He basically is like... Mr. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. So apparently,
0: apparently, at some point in time, Ruckus lost his power as team leader because now Gorgeous George George is is doing all of it, which is really interesting, and I don't know why i mean i I wonder if it's like they just didn't get the voice actor or something i don't know but yeah
1: ruckus is like i don't think he actually talks in this episode that's fair i george is the one who's in charge apparently so like storm and logan collapse because of vertigo and slab picks up the car and then logan manages to get up and fights hairbag for a bit and then there's this cutaway to rogue and gambit who have passed out next to each other and they wake up and rogue is like the nasty boys got gene and cyclops that means sinister and Gambit goes. That's no way to start a, m- a honeymoon, huh, Cher? Which I misheard as our honeymoon, like multiple times, and was like, "Did Rogue and Gambit secretly get married?" And then I was I mean, like, "I mean, I they no, did disappear I'm for a period idiot. of time,
0: but <laughs> yeah, also they did." I don't know, Mr. Sinister showing up to my wedding day seems kind of great to me. So maybe they need to just change just their perspective have a, a little attitude, bit. a different
1: attitude, you know? And like, they did manage to get married before Mr. Sinister's cronies kidnapped everybody. But so uh, gorgeous George and the rest of the nasty boys go to the car and George is like, the boss is going to be psyched. Toss the woman in the portal and let's blow this dome, which I think is what he says. But there was honestly like a lot of bad audio balance on the dialogue in this episode. So, like, I don't actually know if that's what he said or what, because I couldn't even hear what the fuck he was saying. Um, I don't know. And at one point like he says gene gray scott summers the almighty x-men hours to play with which is a weird line because it turns out that they only kidnap gene and they don't actually do anything to scott which i don't really know why i think
0: they just weren't gonna play with all the x-men coming to attack them and they're like oh yay we're gonna have like a fucking like uh orgy Party. over here I don't, but then
1: I like don't... Af- there's a commercial break and then when we return from it all they do is they throw gene into one of these glowy portals and then all of them disappear into the portal and they're totally gone And so then Xavier, back at the mansion, is like, Storm, I can't sense Jean anymore. And Storm is like, what the fuck? She just
0: straight up takes over. She's like, all right, all you guys go look for um, Jean. I'm going to grab Scott. Uh, Rogue, help me fly him back to the mansion. And Xavier's like, somebody's like, it doesn't even matter because, no, Logan's like, it doesn't even matter because I can't even smell Jean. So I guess she's just dead. Don't even bother. And I was like...
1: (laughs) Yeah, Logan has a little hissy fit where like he can't find Jean because he can't smell her anymore because obviously she got teleported away. So Logan is just like losing his goddamn mind. And he's like, I if I can't smell Jean, then no one else then is going to be able to can't find Jean. smell Jean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so then back to the mansion. Um, I think the plan is that Rogue and Storm take Cyclops back to the mansion and then the rest of them are supposed to find the nasty boys, which they failed. Well at doing. right.
0: But meanwhile, Xavier's going downstairs into Cerebro, right? And he's like yeah, trying to see like, what's going on, can't looking for Jean. Jean. and Jubilee. Oh yeah. He also he was sending all the X Men to go and fight and Jubilee was running <laughs> over and Xavier's like, Jubilee, you can't fight. And it's like <laughs> I it's just like, you know what? If we're in season four, I still don't know why people dislike Jubilee. But all yep. I can tell is that she's not been allowed to do anything and none of it's been her fault.
1: Yep. none of it it's just xavier correct. constantly
0: be like you're too young to be fighting but these other people that are two years older than you they're ready to fight they're <laughs> 16 and you're 14 it's like okay xavier stop so yeah. but so she gets left with the task of getting rid of all the guests which honestly seems like a much bigger task than it like it's
1: like a because, huge task and she yeah, somehow xavier's does like, it
0: xavier's like can you just go make something up and it's like dude they already saw what's happening they're gonna leave on their own like they saw the car crash you know yeah, we're all anyway. outside
1: Jubilee manages to get rid of all the party guests Somehow and so she goes back inside and Xavier's Like I can't find Jean And then okay
0: wait but can we just talk about I love This idea of like Jubilee walking into A party and just be like all right everybody you need to get the Fuck out right now
1: (laughs) I wish we had Seen that scene because it's probably exactly What happened (laughs) like there's (laughs) no way She even made up a lie she probably just Walked in and was like okay everybody you All saw what happened with that car get Out of here lickety split (laughs) Okay that's like, like
0: that would have been like a perfect Jubilee line
1: yeah but she we don't get to see it um so then as xavier and jubilee are just chilling in cerebro trying to find gene who should walk in the door well for, like, wait 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 wait. this <laughs> is important because
0: doesn't professor xavier say he's like i he goes there's an energy surge and i don't know what it is yeah and mr Sinister's like it was me <laughs> <laughs> And okay now this is why i'm really mad that like i don't have my notes because i wrote down all of his lines because they were like truly well, I wrote fantastic them down
1: as well sinister goes i missed the wedding i'm hurt and then he just shooting beams at Xavier it. who just starts screaming and whose chair blows up and he falls onto the ground. I
0: know, he's like the shit blowing up and then Jubilee goes to fight him and Mr. Sinister's just like Do you think puts-
1: your puny powers can affect me? And then he like takes out just his index finger and shoots one beam at, Ju- at Jubilee and instantly yeah. knocks her out which is a fun shot. And just, I mean, like, it's actually pretty great. Yeah. Because
0: it's, it's super gay, number one. He just kind of like...
1: super gay. He like very flamboyantly is like Beep. It's it's
0: <laughs> funny. <laughs> Mister Sinister is a great character. He's, he's so amazing. much fun. I, His I'm voice sorry.
1: actor is so good. I can't but, do the uh, even other well incarnations
0: the of, of Mister Sinister. They're always just like he's just such a fun fucking character. All right. Anyway, so.
1: Back uh, to the t- fucking time stream with Bishop. Bishop uh, is screaming at the screen, Xavier, don't let him take you. <laughs> and like, Bishop is just like seeing all of these things happen. And he's like, Why am I seeing these things? Is this happening now? And Bender's just like, Beats me. And then somehow he and Bender get into a physical altercation after that once again. And like, once again, I Bender's like, There's no way out of here. It's just like a repetition of the previous scene. So then there's another scene with Forge and Shard. And Forge, Forge is like, I can find nothing wrong with the time portal. Your brother should have arrived safely. And Shard is just like, send me back to find him. And Forge is like, I don't know where the fuck I would send you to because I don't know where like, he is. No. And Shard, and they eventually find like some sort of indicator that is in the northeastern United States in the late 90s. And so Shard is just like, great, that's the X-Men. Send me there because that must be the source of whatever's going on. So right. Forge agrees to that reluctantly. So then, back to the X-Mansion, Sinister has Xavier slung over his shoulder, which is, like, very sexual. Sexual, I and know. And he's walking out of the mansion and just being like, where's my portal? And then Shard shows up and is like, you're Mr. Sinister! Also,
0: I like Mr. Sinister just asked that to no one. It is also, funny. what was his plan? Like,
1: I mean, I, it's hard to tell, actually, from this episode what his plan actually was. I mean, I, I we think- can assume
0: that Apocalypse, like, sent him a portal, but... Well, I, don't know. I think what
1: we're supposed to think with the first scene where Gorgeous George is talking about, like, the boss wants Gene Gray. We're supposed to think to ourselves that the boss is Mr. Sinister. But then right. over time, by the end of the episode, we realize that the actual boss behind all of this is Apocalypse and that Sinister is also serving Apocalypse, apparently. But we haven't fully put that well, together yet. So for now, we're just like, what is going on? You know? Right. So Shard and Sinister, like, start fighting. And Shard is like, I'm a friend of Charles Xavier, drop him. And like, as they're fighting, Sinister actually backs up into the mansion, which sort of surprised me because I was like, why is he intimidated by Shard? But okay, maybe Xavier's kind of heavy to carry and he's like weakened for that reason. I don't know. So he disappears into the mansion. And so Shard walks in and doesn't see him. and And she sees Jubilee, who's rubbing her head. And Jubilee's like, who are you? And Chardon peaces uh-huh. herself and is like, we have to help the professor. And then Gambit and all the rest of the X-Men show up at the front door and they're like, it's us. <laughs> and Gambit's uh-huh. like, this is my kind of time travel, which I have no idea what that line means. I, I don't
0: either. Why do you say? I don't know this episode. This, You know what? No. I
1: don't know. And so I'm sorry you're whining.
0: I'm like, this episode sucks.
1: And so Logan goes, I smell something sinister, which is, like, another very silly one-liner.
0: I mean, I kind of enjoyed that, though.
1: Yeah. So then over in the church, which I guess there's just a chapel in the X-Mansion is mostly what this Why episode is. Why not? Xavier me. has so
0: much money. He just builds he just fucking built monorails in churches. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So Sinister went over there to the chapel, and he's carrying Xavier up the aisle, which is okay. I know. He's okay. like, hey, bitch.
0: And it's like, okay. <laughs> and then, wait, okay. Oh, wait. I forgot about that. Yeah, he is carrying him up the aisle. And I was like, wait, is Sinister and isn't that when he's standing there and he was like george
1: it is time is what he says
0: like 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 george is gonna like get them married or something that's what it seems like to me
1: yeah but then he holds up xavier in front of him and he goes say farewell to your world old man and then cyclops walks in and is like don't count on it sinister and like shoots sinister in the arm and then sinister just keeps screaming for george and is like get me a portal and like he's, he's, away. i know he's
0: used to be like george george it's- i need you i need all of you and i was like oh mr sinister is calling like his fucking like fuck buddies it's great Yeah,
1: and it's like they're not answering but they finally do answer and like
0: can you imagine that like in real time now it's like mr sinister's just on grinder messaging everybody he's, he's fucked he's like i need you right now
1: i need a portal to your asshole right now <laughs> So, like, then the Nasty Boys finally show up to, quote-unquote, save Mr. Sinister, and, like...
0: Oh, great.
1: <laughs> when they get there, George has this weird line where he's, like, sit back, sir, and then Sinister oh, goes... Oh, yeah,
0: I know, which is, like, sit back, sir, I'm gonna, like, fucking blow you, I... Like, I, it,
1: I mean, I think it's, like, sit back, I have this, like, I've got I, it covered, but I agree, but weird. with the
0: Sinister and, like, the Nasty Boys, I cannot not take it sexually.
1: I know so then sinister's like stop them and get me out of here and logan just starts screaming where's gene and like vertigo does her thing ruckus also does his thing there's a bunch of fighting rogue fights slab and makes a joke about how he's fat which i was just like why do they always do this i didn't
0: didn't even see that but i do know there's that scene where fucking ruckus is like screaming and he's defeated by wolverine throwing cake in his face
1: (laughs) yeah that's this scene as well
0: and also the next scene there's a rogue like pick up a table and hurl it at like all the nasty boys and so they're like yeah, oh, which we can't fight nice. the x-men
1: <laughs> yeah and so then sinister still screaming at them to open him a portal and george just goes xavier was your job sinister not ours i'll see what i can do about transportation and then he makes a portal outside and i
0: have a question it's like he makes a portal outside and they'll hop through it so why didn't Sinister just go through that portal
1: for some reason he doesn't make it there right in time i watched that a couple times because i was like but they like made isn't it portal, right did they
0: blow up the wall and he was just on the other side of the wall
1: yeah and it's like he's walking towards the portal and and then it closes. And he screams, traitors. Which like oh, yeah. is fair. Because like, why did the nasty boys make a portal only to then Get rid of the portal too fast for Sinister. Yeah, I fall I, don't, I don't
0: know. It's like obnoxious.
1: It's definitely like trouble in paradise between Sinister and the Nasty Boys, is is mainly what I'm getting from this episode. So then Beast sees all this and he's like, despite his newfound time travel abilities, I believe Mr. Sinister is caught between the proverbial rock and a hard place. And then Logan goes, Do we find out where Gene is now or after? And Cyclops goes, What have you done with my wife?
0: Oh my god. It's and like then so Sinister much. Sinister
1: has this weird poetic line where he goes mrs summers is just another broken blossom floating through the winds of time and then somehow he conjures another portal behind himself or george does i don't fucking know and Are he leaps apocalypse? into that and then rogue manages to fly in and grab xavier out of sinister's hands right before he enters the portal and lord right. and cyclops try to follow sinister into the portal but it closes before they can do that
0: yeah okay but i also do like that rogue being like Oh no, you don't. And she's like (laughs) calmly like picks up Xavier and leaves, and like Sinister doesn't even seem to notice.
1: Yeah, it's like he doesn't actually give a shit about his mission, which is in character for him because like he's already bored by it. Because also like like, Mister Sinister.
0: Mr. Sinister doesn't serve anyone, so I kind of want to see how this works out with the Apocalypse, because yeah, everybody serves Mr. Sinister. Like, you know, he's There's the top. There's no
1: way he's happy with this, and, like, he would not want to be somebody else's slave. So anyway, the portal's closed, and Shard is like, they've taken Jean to the one place you can't get to another time. And Cyclops is like, but you can! Show me how! And then we get to see where Jean is. Jean like- is apparently inside that metal planet that i yep. described earlier like in the the little Rainbow weird anime Road, planet yeah like astral plane time stream place and it Jane, also looks like
0: it may might have like fallen out of he-man or one yeah, one of those it's, 80s it's sci-fi weird cartoons looking.
1: and so gene yeah. is also like she's inside there and there's like a room inside there like a warehouse with a bunch of like electronics right. and shit like that And in she's there. like and she's, she's inside standing this in like a clear tube and there's like a bunch of other empty tubes yeah yeah
0: cryogenic chamber type of thing like that's kind of what it looks like
1: talk like she's not like suspended in liquid but she can't like get out of this weird well i'm glad she could
0: talk but like she also has psychic powers so she could still like that's that's what i don't understand she's like standing there she's like somebody needs to tell me something but i could refuse to use my psychic powers and literally read anyone's mind near me right now and it's like Gene
1: yeah what are you doing so, like, she's just screaming at nobody like can anyone hear me
0: can't she use her telekinesis to open the fucking thing this doesn't make For any some sense
1: reason i guess we're just supposed to believe that the we're just supposed to believe that gene's an idiot i don't know that gene is an idiot i mean honestly i didn't even like the fact that she was immediately kidnapped like this entire plot line i was like why does this even fucking exist but whatever that's fine <laughs> because she so
0: doesn't do anything on this show that's her purpose is to like just kind of be like a vessel you know they
1: kept her alive so that she could be a damsel in distress like six more times before the show ended i guess well,
0: It's just really interesting because none of the other characters had like run into this except for maybe Wolverine, you know?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, they, it's just like a tired storyline that like every now and then they're like, I guess let's kidnap a character anyway, whatever. Sinister beams in and then Jean is like, sinister, what is this place? Why have you kidnapped me? Which again, couldn't she read his mind? But whatever, fine. It's sinister. So maybe she can't, fine. And so then before sinister can answer, apocalypse shows up and stomps in and is like because i told him to like literally
0: that's when he was stomping straight up boom boom yeah yeah
1: and then there's like a to be continued and the episode is over yeah he
0: basically stomps over the the, uh title card there that's what's happening and that's it that's that's that episode um you know
1: I guess Whatever. it's not that bad that
0: I didn't have my notes this time around because I mean honestly what happened?
1: I mean you remembered everything that really mattered.
0: Like Mr. Sinister because yeah. he is the only thing that matters in this episode.
1: Well, we can talk about politics. I said it already. I really don't love Jean like being kidnapped and also in her wedding dress like it reminded me of that other episode The Little Mermaid like mastermind episode where oh, jean was right. like wearing the pretty dress and suddenly kidnapped and it was very like weird and she started
0: saying part of your world and you're like yeah. damn i thought disney copyrighted this
1: it just feels like another situation of the show taking a character who we are constantly told is incredibly powerful but not letting her actually be powerful and instead putting her in this like beautiful ball gown and kidnapping her again which like I don't know why that's a touch point. The show keeps returning to.
0: I, they just didn't know what to do with Jean. That's they don't. it. They didn't know they what to do with don't Jean Grey. Know what to and do. honestly, the comic books don't either. I they know. always. It's just like a character. It's so interesting to me because there's been some iterations of Jean Grey that have been really good. And um, I I always reference this, but I think the most personality I ever saw out of Jean Grey was in X Men Evolution. They just did a really good job with making her be a character?
1: Yeah, I'm excited to get to that and and check that out and re- remember what Jean was yeah, like in that show. But
0: like it's just interesting because like I don't know. Like they just, they didn't know what to do with her in the show. They don't know what to do with her in the comics. I mean, they keep killing her off and bring her back again to the point where it's a joke. I mean, they kill all the X-Men and they come back well, to yeah, life. It's, but her that's dying is part of the a joke superhero thing is that nobody stays dead. Like literally everyone's alive now. Okay, fucking Jason Todd's alive now. But, you know,
1: I I, I uh, mean, I think part of it is just that so many of the plot lines about her are about Men's relationship to her And it's just hard to get around that And I mean even in this case Like this is a wedding storyline but a lot of it Is just about Cyclops and Logan's feelings Towards Jean it's not really about like Jean as a person at all it's also
0: like like, Does she want to get married I don't know I mean I guess so last
1: we had heard from Jean She didn't seem that into Cyclops Like we saw the whole Phoenix Saga and like she and Cyclops had like Really grown apart and Cyclops Was like feeling really distant from Jean and like unconnected from her and, like, I guess we're just supposed to believe that everything's been smooth sailing for them since then. Oh, yeah. But everything's been fucking great. But we haven't seen any evidence of that at all, so that was kind of strange, but, like, I guess that's sort of true to the comics, too, where, like, they get married, and nobody has any fucking idea why, and by nobody, I mean the two of us, I guess. But, like, uh, yeah. I
0: don't I know. I, I don't think there's anybody out there
1: that decides
0: like, about Scott and Gina as, like, oh, the perfect there couple. totally
1: are people who I don't ship know. them. There are I, people like I that. I just...
0: Maybe it's because I'm gay and I would much rather see Scott take it up the ass. But, you know, I that's yeah, just me.
1: I yeah. And I i mean, I'm not a teenage girl anymore. So I, I don't ship Logan and Jean as, as hard now as an adult as I did then. I at this point, I'm kind of bored by it. But that's just because I've seen it so much before. Um, But yeah, that's I wasn't I wasn't a fan of Jean's plotline in this. I'm trying to think of like other stuff in this episode that is even politic at all. Uh, OK, so um,
0: I was going to say that. One of the things I found interesting was the nasty boys in this, um, and that it's very. This we talk a lot about the queer coding on the show, and for whatever reason, I think they're not really coding at this point, and they are just like making it pretty obvious because in the last episode, Fitzroy and Bantam are literally holding hands, which mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm. how nobody ever caught on to that. But in this particular episode, I really did feel like the whole thing with Mister Sinister and the nasty boys was that like these are. Number 1 I think it's supposed to be a parallel to the X-Men except I think they're supposed to be like the queer the gay, like
1: evil version of the X-Men where Mr. Sinister is Xavier right but also and like it's like it's X-Men. like we're the
0: gay we're the gays that everybody knows is gay and like we can't hide and like pretend mm-hmm. that like we're not gay kind of thing and that's kind of like how I felt with them fighting off the X-Men in this and I also thought, found it very interesting that um Vertigo sort of joined their team because like it's been all men with Mr. Sinister and we have Vertigo now Yeah, and it's it's kind of like okay, is she gay too? Like it's like it's it's just a very interesting sort of direction to see it go. And I again, they were having those lines where Mister Sinister was begging for George to come to him, and he's like, "I need all of you." And gorgeous George is like, "I'm here for you." And it's I don't know. I really feel like they're supposed to be sort of like like the X Men are gay, but then also here's the gays that like are like evil and bad and like you don't want to be like them because they can't hide because look how horrible they look they look just so fucking gay like you know what i mean so
1: yeah they're so purple and so flamboyant well oh,
0: yeah, but i mean i mean like in a way that like for me like being gay it's just been sort of like se- like a secondary part of who i am so you know like I, a lot of people don't know sometimes when i meet them but i think there's also situations where people like can't hide that at all And I think that's who the nasty boys are. And especially during that time period in the nineties where people were like still afraid of getting kicked out of homes and shit, you know? So like, I don't know. That's just sort of, like, the viewpoint I took away from it when I saw them, so. Yeah,
1: I I think they're, I think that's just, like, an ongoing conversation about clearness Yeah, I think anyway. it's, like, more,
0: like, it's more, like, an extension of the Warlocks, basically.
1: Right, like, the idea of, like, having some form of marginalization that you can't hide, or that you, in right. theory, could hide, but can't hide as well as you would think.
0: Yeah, and then the Nasty Boys, like, unlike the Warlocks, they're not going to hide. They're gonna kind of stand up for themselves a little bit, right. but also, like, kind of, like, in this little sort of, like, gay pride kind of way i don't know like they're like they're the ones that are ready to go have a parade where like the morlocks are like please we don't want to come out you know Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's like it's a weird situation anyway i don't know how i got here but that's like how i got i don't know that's my my takeaway (laughs) you're welcome
1: well thanks ryan i i guess in in my read of it, I was mostly just I mean, we can talk about this in the gay section, I guess, but I was more just reading it as like, what has happened between the nasty boys and Mr. Sinister? Like, well, yeah, that's more the like their relationship. Yeah, it's like their relationship has clearly deteriorated in some way. And like I didn't mind that we didn't know. I enjoyed that we were sort of left to fill in the blanks of that context. Where like now suddenly gorgeous George is in charge, so like that's already different. And also yeah, Gorgeous so, so George isn't happened. working with Mr. Sinister anymore, so they're like weird angry ex-boyfriends in some way maybe they respect Apocalypse more now for whatever reason he's their new master and Mr. Sinister is just kind of like not cool with them anymore I don't know I enjoyed the dramatics of that a lot Me too. and the queer reading just sort of elevates Mr. it
0: Sinister has always had a, a flair for the dramatic so
1: definitely yeah so it was fun I was
0: the only thing I'm gonna comment on it's not even a politic but it, there should be one if they had like tried at all but uh like, what is up with Apocalypse's motivation here? Where we go to the future and it's been like three thousand to five thousand years later, and he's still just mass murdering people, and he just like suddenly has an existential crisis where he's like, "Oh, I'm just so tired of killing people, and it's brought me no joy." Yeah, and it's like, okay, but like, can we review like what you're doing? If you had a, a motivation that made any kind of sense, or like a, a politic that you're fighting for, it's just like you're just killing people, dude. And it turns out that like killing people it takes you 5000 years to realize that killing people brings you no joy it's yeah. just like
1: he has this line with cable where cable like describes him as evil or something like that and apocalypse goes i am not malevolent i simply am which soon will be more than i can say for you which is like okay so if you aren't killing people out of like evil or malevolence or whatever then why the fuck are you doing it and like I, that's, then that's after what i mean that is when he starts to have his little crisis where he's like i am given pause to wonder i've been battling your kind for thousands of years why can't i win am i doomed blah 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 it's like he has this whole line i didn't write down all of it obviously because i didn't fucking care because i was like i don't understand because like nobody why cares about like fighting apocalypse like right. you won't Tell us and even you don't know. So what the fuck, dude? Like, why are we supposed to care about you? Like you're just killing people, and even you admit that you don't really know why you're doing it anymore. Like what? That is I don't know. It's fucking stupid. And I guess it's supposed to be like, oh, he's so powerful, like poor him i guess like oh this poor little rich boy essentially is like oh he has everything in the world and he's still not satisfied and it's like right. there might be an interesting plot line to do with that but i didn't really feel like this episode was doing it or like any other apocalypse episode really has so that's just too bad i guess yeah anyway. i don't.
0: I just feel like there's nothing going on there and it's like they could have done something they could have come up on anything or like come up with something that it could be relatable to like apocalypse wants to kill people because people and mutants alike because he wants to kill them both he doesn't like want to kill any he's just uh, down for right. killing
1: and in like the some of the age of apocalypse comics he tries to kill humans like he tries right. to just exterminate humans only be the ones that survive for a bit right, they could so. make it
0: more interesting if they were like okay apocalypse has views People, mutants, and human alike, as some sort of disease that needs to be expunged from the earth because they like are inherently bad or something, which is like an interesting argument. It's been done before, where it's like you know people yeah, are but bad. at least
1: that's like a motivate, like the sort of poison ivy esque motivation, where it's yeah, like humans I mean, it's like, are destroying the earth, so therefore like we need to get rid of them. Like literally anything would be better than. Nothing or like like
0: some people are evolving, and other other people are not, and like you know. The people are evolving, and there's evolution happening, but like the Earth can't actually handle this level of evolution, and people are fucking horrible to each other. So it's just better if I kill them all. Like I mean, that would even view be better, but it's just him being like. Killing got boring, I'm like, okay, well, thanks, Apocalypse. <laughs> I'm glad that you're such an interesting character.
1: Yeah, like he sees himself as a neutral force in some ways, which like yeah, how like or is just some th- sort of like god.
0: Like I don't know. It's and he has too many powers. He needs to know, fucking I cut know. that shit out.
1: I, ugh, it's tiring. Anyway, but we don't. That's have it for a, politics. Yeah, we don't have a who's that X Men right? So. Yeah,
0: no, there wasn't no anybody new introduced except for one character, banter, Banner, Banner? what's his name? Bunter. Bandover? Bum- the, stu- the
1: guy yeah. the time stream guy well he but- turns out to
0: be a real character but we'll get there whenever the fuck that happens but i had to look that up because i didn't even remember that so i don't think
1: it's revealed until the fourth episode and even then apparently he doesn't have any lines at that point it's just like rant, a reveal at the very end so like right. i guess we'll try our best to explain that when we get there but it doesn't actually sound like it's going to be interesting maybe yeah. i'll be wrong about that but we'll see probably not
0: you could talk about who's gay though i mean we've already sure, tried to go there a couple about times okay So I mean, Mr. Sinister clearly and the Nasty Boys are having their breakup, and we just already touched on that. So I kind of feel like there's nothing else even to say. But not like,
1: really. But we could also just mention like Mr. Sinister kidnapping Xavier and carrying out the aisle was a lot. Like it really I was. I he had him like
0: th- thrown over his shoulder, like he was about to spank Xavier too. It's like
1: yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And then also just I was sort of hoping for some sinister Cyclops energy because I feel like that's well, such a classic and you like We got
0: three episodes to go, I'm sure I'm it will happen. I'm sure
1: it's gonna happen. I'm I'm sure we're just gearing up for that. I definitely wasn't expecting Gene to be the one kidnapped, and I was kinda surprised by that, and I'm sort of like, where the heck are they going with that one but I i'm just and going to imagine that it's because Sinister's trying to make sure that cyclops and logan get together and so he's just gonna kidnap gene and be like it's no good when gene's around let's get rid of her also I'm i want to point out that, that
0: like fucking like morph was there at the beginning of this episode yeah. and like he just went home when jubilee sent people home so yeah. like but it would have been really interesting if he was there when mr sinister showed up
1: i know especially since morph was part of what ruined the wedding the first time around I if know. i recall correctly so yeah. i what? know i the feel heck? like
0: i don't know it's like a missed opportunity almost but whatever it is
1: i wonder if it was just that they didn't want to pay that voice actor as well like maybe they were just like eh, we can I, only i, I do voice know. actors. I, I don't really
0: know what happened with the production of this this is not one of my favorite episodes by launch shot no um and, it, and it's really it's just them it's just the nasty boys being gay as fuck and like vertigo also joining them and being gay as fuck and mr sinister walking around in his high heels and being gay it's like i fucking love him you know so yeah, and I don't know. If, it's pretty I
1: amazing. I'm, and there's and but there's mean, no tension Cable's, between the X-Men. There's like, cable isn't necessarily gay in this episode, but he is there being a Silver Fox. So shout uh, out to he cable.
0: really he yeah. really is. And also <laughs> like I, I shout out to Rogue and Storm because really what should have happened in that scene is that Rogue caught Rogue should have caught those flowers and turned to Storm and black oh, look what I caught, Stormy. And Storm would be like, oh, okay, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would have been really cute, but I don't even think Storm was in that shot. Instead, it was okay, just, but like, also alone with Rogue and her emo feelings. I, like, it really was, but also, like I,
0: have, like, I don't understand why X-Men, the animated series, didn't do the scene where Rogue and Storm just fucked, you know, like...
1: I'm like, yeah, I'm it's like, a great point. Why isn't there triple X fucking on this show? I it, don't have
0: to remember that our version of this show and our takeaway from it is different from what actually airs. So like there's no <laughs> scenes where like any of these characters are gay and dating. So then when we go back to it and What like, are
1: you talking about? Yes, I'm there like, are I'm just like I don't
0: understand why like Rogan Storm didn't kiss there. And I'm like, wait, because they're not actually together on this show. <laughs>
1: wait that's just a thing that we invented and yeah, we just told I mean, ourselves like, it's real so many times that now we just think it is and yeah. it doesn't
0: matter if it's like women or men i'm just like why aren't there more why aren't gay logan kissing and
1: scott making out like yeah why like, why isn't gambit cheering up logan by I making like, out with him
0: I, it's funny because i'm not even looking for it to be like oh like there needs to be more gay representation here like i'm not even looking for that i just like Because I grew up with the X-Men. So I fantasize (laughs) that these characters are all dating because it's just more fun that way. So it is
1: more fun, but it also I do sympathize with just literally forgetting that that's not actually what happens on the show. Because like on this show, we are constantly presenting the alternate reality of it so many times that over time I'm just Uh, like. How many people
0: have written into our Yeah, but people have written into our show, right? And they've also been like, we can't remember what actually happens because we only (laughs) remember the version that you talked about and made up. And so now we're we're erasing history with this show, I, I basically. Mean,
1: also, the show is no longer publicly available, so I feel like there are a lot of people who are only getting the episode recaps of the show from our episodes. Well, I point. mean, it's like, fucking
0: hard to find. it's not, It know. used to be streaming everywhere until like all the crazy Fox Disney bullshit happened. Yeah,
1: your your options are basically to pirate it or listen to our show for the recaps. Those are the only ways you can get X Men: The I mean, honestly, if you're content. listening to
0: our show, you're making the better decision. No, I'm just kidding. Like without that show, the show, we wouldn't have a show
1: I mean whatever. I don't know. I this might I guess this isn't a skippable episode. We should rate the episode by the way.
0: Uh I give it a two out of five X's. I, I really exactly want exactly what I was saying. Listen, I wanna give it one out of five, but I'm giving no. it two because Mr. Sinister and the Nasty Boys are really He's fantastic. Great. And if he wasn't in this episode, he saved the episode. It was so yes. boring up until Mr. Sinister showed up.
1: I did enjoy the Nasty Boys as well. They do show up before he does. That's but true. Yeah, I agree they were a otherwise. lot of fun. They're, they're
0: kind of like all grouped together in my head.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to give it a two. It's partly because of Mr. Sinister and the Nasty Boys, but also partly because it, it, it seems like there could be some potential with this plot. And I guess I'll see what I Actually, think at the end of the four out. episodes, like what I think. But it's a four parter. So it's kind of like you can't skip any one of these episodes per right. se if you want to enjoy the other ones at all. So like, uh, yeah, two out of five X's. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we don't have any reader mail either. So this is like a short episode.
1: <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it's like- that's fine. I'm not surprised because we're recording this episode pretty quickly after the other one oh, Yeah, came we out. just
0: released a podcast episode two days ago, which you won't hear this until two weeks from now, but...
1: Mm-hmm. That's or if you listen to it in
0: the future, it's going to be even longer than that, so, you know.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? I'm trying to finally get us back on track with putting out the apps in a timely fashion and not, like, scrambling to barely get them out by Tuesday. So, yeah, anyway, <laughs> are we already at the plug section? We might be.
0: We are. I can't even believe, like, we're here.
1: I mean... Uh, i don't know we managed to talk for an hour so it's not that short of an episode like we still I mean, didn't shut the fuck up so it's that way
0: you know you know there was <laughs> there was cake being thrown at people multiple times in this episode and i had to point it out every time and mr sinister was fabulous so all right, You're right. so You're if right. you enjoy the show you should write into the meet and ages at gmail.com and tell us about it and tell us what you like and also tell us anything about the expo we're here we read we normally read reader mail on the show, but we don't have any today. So
1: yeah, but we'll read it next time. Uh, we read pretty much. We, we obviously read every message we get. We read a lot of them on the show. So you should definitely write in, and you would write in about anything. Um, I don't have a question prompt idea, but you can tell us who your favorite nasty boy is. And you can also tell us it. like
0: which X Men you would like to see get married on the TV show or any show. Like which X Men in general should get married because like besides Rogue and Gambit because it happened because besides Scott and
1: and gene because like, yeah, that's tell been us, it tell us about the non-canonical weddings that you wish yes. would happen and also yeah, like what kinds of weddings you think they would be because that's and, like, fun
0: who shows up to like ruin the wedding
1: yes yes is it mr it sinister magneto
0: apocalypse you know let us know callisto okay callisto showing up to like scott and Jean's wedding be like or warren's It'd be like I wanted to fuck him first. And it's like, you know, that'd be great. (laughs) That
1: would be great. Um, Or the
0: fucking like brotherhood shows up. I don't know. Anyway. So
1: yeah. Magneto shows up to Xavier's wedding to Moira. I don't know. Sure. Oh my God. Anyway. So anyway, uh, we also have social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at the mutant ages. We're individually on Twitter. I'm at Mitty Myers.
0: I'm at Ryan Pagella. You can find the mutant ages also, which I think you just said, uh, but also you can find the mutant ages
1: on Instagram and Facebook and Tumblr and all the and other social media. YouTube, Yes. So we have a YouTube channel where we do let's plays of games and we're still trying to beat the ravages of the apocalypse quake game because it got a little bit
0: easier when we put in a cheat code which we're not even lying about because that game is impossible otherwise it's
1: freaking hard so like someday we'll beat that game and you can watch us do it on that channel and check out the past episodes of us trying right. to beat it and for anybody who fight. doesn't
0: know what that is uh there's a game that came out in the 90s it was made on the quake engine and it's basically you're playing as a random character that's been Just sent by Magneto. So you yeah. go into Mr. Sinister's lab and kill a million clones of the X-Men.
1: Yeah, so that's fun, right? You just get to kill Wolverine over and over, or whoever. Uh, yeah, and pretty much. That's the and the game. And so we play a bunch of other games. X-Men games. And do other stuff on that channel. They're, yeah. they're,
0: they're X-Men related. And sometimes we do shorts like Scott Summers and Jean Grey baking cookies for Christmas and like basically realizing their marriage sucks. Yeah, and,
1: we, uh, we, we do a lot of fun stuff on that yeah, channel. Yeah, and we
0: sometimes take episodes of this show and like well put the animated... Uh, you know, the animation to it so you can see it. Um, And I don't know, like we do other things. We do throwback theaters. You can watch our like shitty teenage parody of the X-Men that has nothing to do with the X-Men, but it's kind of funny to watch and react with us. So you can find that also on YouTube and give us a subscribe and please leave us reviews. Reviews are really great. You can leave them on whatever app you're listening to. Yeah. If you listen to our show and you enjoy it, you can give us a star rating or you can write something uh, for iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to the show, because it helps to increase our visibility. Mm -hmm. And, if you want to support the show directly, you can support us on Patreon where yes. we release all sorts of special podcasts. We actually just posted one recently. That was, uh, our reactions to the dark Phoenix movie. Um, but also we'll put up show notes and pictures and videos, and all sorts of fun stuff. And you get access to all the music of the show. If, uh, you know, back
1: you, at a certain level so yeah yes. you can check out those levels and, and figure out if you want to get the extra right. bonus episodes if you want music if you want whatever else there's a lot of cool stuff on the patreon and whatever you can afford is awesome and yeah we're a completely fan supported
0: show like we don't make any money off of it otherwise like this is completely supported by the fans so thank you so much
1: yeah yeah I think that's it did we forget anything
0: no it was a it. short episode this time at this i don't know what it's actually runtime at because there was some glitches in terms of like us starting and then uh, also it's
1: actually three hours long so yeah anyway. oh wow
0: how did we do that that's really <laughs> truly the time travel magic thank you do we get access to cable's cube when he dropped it on the ground
1: guess what time travel is real and oh, on that no. note we'll see you next time
0: see you next time again the new
1: time.